somebody who is intending to fly in the not too distant future, good luck with that because it's uh, yeah, it feels a little bit touch and go, frankly. The money show. The markets. On to something altogether less cheerful than we've been talking about this evening. Losing market share in the mining sector, running out of fuel at airports and running out of steam on markets. Merrill Peck is a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group on the line to us from Cape Town this evening. And the, just the global markets, Merrill, are, I hate to say free fall, but we are in terms of the NASDAQ very much in bear market territory. We're down 24% or so um, in this current sell-off right now. There are bear markets popping up all over the place, a bear market being a, a short, sharp fall of more than 20% in the value of an index. Mm, good evening, Bruce, and good evening to your listeners. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, that is the case, I suppose. Um, in the wake of COVID and the, the COVID crash in 2020, you know, we talked about the fastest crash that we've ever seen, but also one of the fastest recoveries in the stock market that we've ever seen. Um, and of course, one of the reasons um, for that was so much global liquidity going into um, financial markets, meaning central banks um, you know, basically pumping money into into the system to support um, the economy, but also in the end supporting asset prices and supporting markets. And I think over the last um, few months, you know, the U.S. Federal Reserve has been signalling their narratives slowly starting to change about inflation being transitory to then actually becoming a, a real concern. Um, and they have begun to, to tighten that by, by tightening um, interest rates. So it's a reversal you know, of the stimulus um, into the economy and into financial markets that we saw in 2020. And I think particularly, as you mentioned, the NASDAQ assets um, that have got long-dated expectations for cash flows to come through. A lot of the tech um, stocks, you know, it's invest now and reap the benefits later. uh, Grab market share, build it, and they will come. Um, Those valuations work when interest rates are low. As interest rates go up, um, those valuations are quite a lot more sensitive, and I think um, make those companies look less attractive. And I think that a bit of that... um, is now coming out of the market as reality starts to fit in. Yeah, absolutely. And that reality is is brought forward. This the so-called FANG stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. The, the Facebook share price is down for this year alone. So since the 1st of January, down 41%. Amazon is down 33%. Apple is down 14%. Netflix is down 71% and Google 21%. At some point, at some point, Merrill, it's worth going, my goodness gracious me, yes, these things were ridiculously expensive when they were being punted by some punters on social media um, as being sort of like, you know, if you're not invested in these things and you invested on the JSE, then you're an idiot and a lunatic. Uh, and suddenly mm. you've seen a good chunk of your money evaporate in a very short period of time. But at some point, they're worth buying. I'm not too sure if that time is now or any time in the, in the short term. But what is your sense of it? After short, sharp sell-offs like this, do we expect short, sharp recoveries too? It's tempting to 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 think that, right? Um, but I think one's always got to go back to first principles, and any investor, um, institutional or retail, should 
have a framework for for one stop. So our framework works around theme and price, and we take a long-term perspective. So if we look at the themes driving um, the tech sector over the last 20 years and how we've gotten to this point, um, cheap money was a very positive theme, or i.e. a strong tailwind. That has now become a negative theme because from here we see interest rates going up from quite historically low levels. There's only one way to go, which is up. And that trend um, can play out for quite a long time. That theme can be um, quite um, enduring. The other thing that we've um, uh, you know, started to see, whether it's in Europe or in China, is regulation, anti-monopoly, um, antitrust, um, and scrutiny around the network effects that, that the tech sectors have had. I mean, this is what has made the business models so attractive. Um, but populations, um, let's say the population and then governments on, government on their behalf are starting to scrutinize the, the power and the concentration of um, market shares in these companies. That we see is another um, negative theme. During COVID, while all of these companies had the wind at their backs because they were all at home consuming social media, con- you know, streaming, all sorts of things. Um, and I think probably they've taken up the next two years' worth of organic sort of growth and front-loaded it all into 2020. So that, looking forward now, is also a negative theme. Where is the volume growth coming from? Where are the new subscribers coming from? So the prices are not falling in the, in the vacuum, um, I think that's important for investors to to take heed of. And having had such a long um, trajectory of growth, um, you know, nothing can continue growing at those rates forever. They would take over the world. So one has to then start to think, what does a, a more normalized growth rate look like? Are we there or is this a blip? Um, and what is the multiple you'd be willing to pay for a more normalized um, um, um uh, I, I wonder if, Merrill, you ever, like I, look at this and say, but markets are responding to stuff that we've known was inevitable for at least six months, maybe even longer. You guys with, with shinier crystal balls at Old Mutual probably saw it a year ago, knowing that when the pandemic ended, fewer people will be sitting at home on their iPads look, looking at rubbish content and consuming data and doing all of that sort of stuff. Eventually, we would change our habits again and so you would mm-hmm. leave you you would release some of the shares you might have bought in a netflix a while back or whatever the case is you would have managed your portfolios but suddenly mm-hmm. one person wakes up one day and goes oh my goodness me it's all over run and it's like shouting yeah. fire in a cinema um and, and yeah. waiting to see who gets trampled as they go out the door and it's just yeah. this weird repeat pattern in in markets it is no, so disconcerting yeah, the, the market psychology of it. So, I mean, our easiest way to play it for our clients um, is um, via Process and Naspers, um, which obviously have exposure to Tencent. Now, Tencent has its own um, specific issues pertaining to Chinese regulation, um, but everything is attractive at a certain price. So, you know, we, we were cautious. Um, we have had a... a, a much lower exposure to NASPERS and process than we have had in the past um, when the money was cheap and the growth story was very much intact. Um, but at this point, to your point, when something has derated and fallen off that much, 
we are certainly paying attention and saying, okay, there is still a business model here. Maybe it's not going to be as profitable and fast-growing as it always was in the past. But um, at a certain point, um, you know, one would one would get back in. For, for where we are, as in NASPA's intention, we don't think that is the point just right now. Um, but the time will come. Um, as for the fangs, I suppose my caution is <laughs> the percentage fall is, is, should not be the thing that informs the decision. It's going back to basics and saying, what would I pay for this business? What is this, what does the future of this business look like for the next five to 10 years? And what would I be willing to pay for that today? And not to extrapolate the growth rates of the past two decades or the COVID period for that matter into the next five to 10 years, because I do believe it will be slower. Perfect. Thank you, Meryl Peck, Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. I see this evening Harry Moultrie, who is an epidemiologist who I follow on um, on social media. The Centre for Tuberculosis is on a plane this evening saying on a flight from Joburg to Zurich.